You're broken down and tired of living life on the merry-go-round. And you can't find a fighter, but I see it in you, so we gon' walk it out. Move mountains, we gon' walk it out and move. Boys, how you doing? How was uh? You didn't say one. Because you don't say one. You're not even supposed to say two. We're professional, all right. We don't say these numbers. We could hop right into it. Numbers Ugh. are overrated. So I can't make this is the, the new age. Straight. No numbers in this new age. No number. No, just just no two. Just no one. It's just uh three. You know, go like that. That's it. Yeah. That's how it yeah. works. Yeah, the go, the forward. Forward on this episode of Geeks of TNG, episode 591, the one that has no name yet, but I'm sure someone... Think- How about forward? Moving forward. How about just forward? All right, so we're like a VCR. I like it. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Rewind. <laughs> pause. Play. <laughs> <laughs> stop. For the love of God, stop. <laughs> Oh my gosh, guys! How are how are you doing today? How's everything in your lives? Good. Fine. Uh, Reggie was retrieved today. So that oh. was nice. So how many days have you had yeah. Reggie now? I've had Reggie for all of four hours. <laughs> right. And did you break it yet? Nah, he runs like a dream. Yeah. You know, it's funny. While I was driving Reggie, I didn't know if Reggie really fit the name. So this might be a horrible. Horrible thing to do, but I'd like to throw the naming of my car to the fans. If oh you God. have a name you'd like to give my car, I'm able to do a little contest here. You can call someone at the GVM hotline 201 730 2547. Name the sandwich mobile, folks. Uh, maybe that's you just maybe little... just named it yourself the sandwich no. mobile. No, no, no. I, th- I think uh, I trust our fans will come up with something uh, interesting. Sure. Uh, I'm serious though. We should we should throw this to the fans. I think it'll be a little interesting. Or, or let them or let them sure. put something in the Discord. That's a good option too. Yeah, in the Discord oh. too. Yeah, I like that for our our party on folks and everything like that. Sandwich. That's uh, either the best idea you've had or the worst idea. I'm I'm not too sure. And it's gonna be a while before we figure out uh, the outcome. Uh, we we don't know. Send, uh, we want to send our best wishes out to cousin Dave. Oh yeah. Who. Uh, who broke both of his ankles Ooh. several days ago. Yeah, apparently he had some kind of crazy fall. And, you know, Ow. since he is the basis for the uh, character of Mr. Glass in, uh, you know, in Unbreakable and the movie Glass, and, mm-hmm. you know, all those movies, uh, it's, doesn't, it's not really surprising that uh, he's broken both of his ankles. So we wish him well. Yeah, I tore a tendon in one foot once, but um, goddamn, doing that in like both. Oh, that's, that's painful. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. Oh, 
Wow, that really is unfortunate. We wish her a speedy recovery, Dave. <laughs> For real. Um, well, the worst part is, is that he's at he's at like his uncle's house or something because you know he's convalescing there. Okay, well that's good. And uh, well, he doesn't have his Xbox. Oh, that's all right. Oh, that's tragic. So um, he's yeah. So really quickly, guys, before we uh, continue, there's the the elephant in the room that's going on with every every place on the internet right now. Hey, that's every, not nice. Hey. Calm down. No way to talk about people. Stop that. I don't even know which one of them you're talking. You're probably talking about Will, but I don't even. I not, don't even know. No, it's not, not Will, really not nice. Will. It's not a nice thing. Hush to your say, face, sir. Hush your face. Uh, the one thing I will say though is that um, because obviously with everything going on, we're recording on Tuesday, so with all the stuff that's going on, on social media right now, um, we just like to say that uh, we will continue to make this a podcast that's uh, politics free. Um, mainstream news free and just be a place where you can escape, be with friends uh, of all sorts of uh, backgrounds, colors and everything like that. Uh, Cause we want this except for uh, making fun of young sandwich. We want this to be a happy go lucky uh, podcast all the time. And um, I don't want to speak. I'm not speaking for uh, the other guys here, but I, I feel like they, even though they agree with me there that um, it's important to uh, protect your, your beliefs uh, to be uh, peaceful because there's lots of peaceful uh, 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 protests and marches going on right now. Um, and to uh, just take in consideration the people who are having small businesses who are being maybe disrupted by this uh, in terms of the violence. So yes. uh, all, all, all the more reason to try to, if, you, if you're able to, again, because there is also a pandemic going on, folks, uh, if you're able to um, uh, help out those small businesses and also speak your mind and reach out to other people. I think now is a great time for situations like that. And a reminder, be safe because again, there is a pandemic going on. So yeah, so we will usually we uh, post everything on Tuesday night uh, for our party on folks, but in light of everything, we're going to just wait one more day out of respect for everything that's going on and push our usual posting back uh, a day or so everywhere. So um yeah, so I just kind of wanted to get that out of the way uh, on that note. Uh, moving along, let's just kind of hit on our usual uh, pre-show notes that we always have to uh, hit on. Uh, as Sandwich mentioned, our lovely uh, uh, voicemail number, but you can also be a part of our Patreon, patreon.com slash geekstufftng. For a buck, you can be part of our Discord service. For $3 a month, you get the show uh, early, which is usually Tuesday night. And a sneak peek at the prep sheet. For $5, you get the weekend bonus show, which sandwich, knocking it out of the park. Gotta say, I didn't listen oh, to the recent you. one yet, because again, wasn't really feeling good the last few days. Uh, not the Rona. But um, the one last week when you are talking about, uh, or the week before talking about Transformers. Again, don't know if it was the greatest <laughs> episode in the world or the worst episode. I uh, get a vintage episode um, and some of the previous uh, perks. And for $10 a month, you get the uh, show live on Instagram. Um, which really I think is just phenomenal. Just kind of sometimes I go back and I watch it again just to see how we're making fun of everybody. And by everyone, I mean uh, each other in the group. So there you go. There's all the notes that we have to hit on and get out of the way. So with that being said, let's, let's make big Kev angry right off the bat with the first. Yes. Story. I'm so excited for this actually. Jesus. <laughs> all right. Go so ahead. there's more of an emphasis. There are more stories going on about Henry Cavill. Returning to the DCEU as Superman. 
And these, I wonder the, what that check looked like. <laughs> so not, are we, we're not talking about um, little like, hey, can you just make an appearance here, make an appearance there? Yeah, that's still on the table. But the kind of talks they're they're talking they're they're having that are being conducted according to um, um, uh, outlets is the fact that they want him back as Superman. Uh huh. As if they're kind of, it's kind of like they're 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 calling a mulligan. They're calling a mulligan right now. They, they want don't him get to a get mulligan. Back. That's what, but that's what it feels like. You know what their like. mulligan was? What was their mulligan? Their mulligan was Green Lantern. That's that fair. was their mulligan, <laughs> and then they still shafted the putt. Uh, what? At least three or four times since then. They hit that straight more. into the woods. Straight into the woods. Look, uh, you know, I have to tell you on this topic. I, I actually, I was doing other work, uh, uh, you know, paperwork and things, and I put Justice League on. Why? I don't see how any different cut of this movie is going to make this movie better. I just don't I just don't see it. And I'm not Listen, I'm a I'm a DC guy. I read, you know, I read at least probably what? At least 3 or 4 DC titles whereas Marvel I only read 2. So, you, you know, this isn't and I know normally our reputation on this program is that we bash Marvel. Well, we bash Marvel Comics because they're out of control and just unreadable just at this silly. point. Just silly. And we bash DC films because they're out of control and stink. And, you know, I, I don't see how reworking this film is going to make it better. You know, this isn't like this isn't like Blade Runner, you know, where they're adding you know, cut scenes back in and so, well, I guess kind of it is, but I, I don't know. I don't know that I've ever seen a movie that was recut, recut, not just deleted scenes and director's cuts, the Lord of the Rings movies and the Hobbit stand out there mm -hmm. much better as director's cuts, but I just don't, I don't, I don't see this. Yeah. The only, movie I just I, don't, the only movie I can think about is, and I'm I'm going to get the number wrong on the film, but I think it was Halloween four or five, where they had uh, two different cuts, both of which were not good at all. Um, <laughs> where that was the first time you can argue that they killed the the the, the franchise. Uh, in this case, I mean, I will say that I have no problem as Henry Cavill as Superman. I do, I personally don't. Uh, what was kind of set up around him and the, what he was working with and the approach all around, um, that was my issue more than anything else. Um, and well, uh, and I'm also there are also reports. I don't know how um, how legit they are. I feel like they're not whatsoever. Uh, but again, just maybe me uh, about Affleck coming back. But again, I think that is bogus. But the cable thing is uh, picking up some steam from uh, some some big name outlets. So um, it's it's like trying to I don't even know polish a turd. You know, like it really like they've had such a terrible beginning. I don't see how they <laughs> even if they brought him back. What are they going to do? They've already ruined the character. It took them three films. To ruin that character, so why on earth would they bring him back? Will has a good. Uh, Will has a good uh, uh, comment in Instagram. He says, "A simple way to fix Justice League: keep the opening and closing credits and the Gordon scene, and just reshoot the rest." 
What Gordon scene? He was in a couple of scenes. So which scene are you referring to? Let us know. Gomery's on the roof and they all just go away. I would assume that one. That was a terrible scene. Well, listen, I'm not, whoa, calm down. Calm down. I'm saying, listen, I think you're, you're overanalyzing the comment way too much. Basically, the movie needs to be reshot. That's basically what he's saying in the, the crux of, it, of his comments. Well, I mean, again, to what end? Because this will revitalize the DC cinematic universe? No, it won't. It's, I mean, I don't get, I mean, what has to happen? How many failures, whether it's box office or fan, uh, 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 I don't know, voted fan thought of as failures, what has to happen in order for them to go, you know what, we're just not doing this right? I'm almost at the point where I would honestly just prefer um, solo films from some of the main characters. After a few years, let it be a little on the quiet side and then just try again. Cause, cause, yeah, I'm, and, with and you t- I'm with you totally. Mm-hmm. But, you know, their attitude is, nope, just keep throwing stuff against the wall and eventually something will stick. Birds of Prey was dreadful. Yeah. You know, now I haven't seen it, but from everything that I've heard, it was dreadful. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you could, we could spend an hour going through each of these films and saying why they're awful. And now look at what we have on the horizon. We have a recut of possibly the worst movie in the group, although I, I suppose that's, that's an opinion. And what else? We have Batman, which if the image that I've seen of the suit is correct, he looks terrible. Not to mention the fact that I'm a little, I'm a little, you know, what's the right word? I'm a little uneasy about the whole movie and how many people and how many villains are in it. You know, the last movie that had that many villains in it was Batman and Robin. Remember how well that went? So, you know, I'm just saying like it, it, you know, like they're not making, in my opinion, they are making zero wise decisions. Nada, nothing, zero. And again, if you, if you listen to last week as I was talking about, well, we were both kind of in agreement with the, the whole HBO um, uh, Max service Max. and everything like that. Right. So this is just really a push for that. I get people want to see in their lifetime. They want to see a good movie with these characters they love. They want to see more of it. I, I totally understand. Right. I really wanted to see Daredevil in a, in, in a really good light. And I, I was very fortunate. You know, I'm fortunate enough to have seen that. So I understand the desire for wanting to get some, make something happen or wanting to support something. Um, but again, just remember on how this is being angled at us. This is not a, uh, this isn't something that's kind of coming up out of nowhere. This is something they're doing from scratch. This is a, this is a bandaid on a flesh wound right now. So right. Me, yes, me as me, the way I'm looking at this, I almost think it's a good idea now, now that Marvel has had their like end game stuff, and now they have to kind of build into their next story. Mm-hmm. I think my, now might be a good idea to, for DC to try to like do something now because there's nothing they have to compare it to now. I feel like you know they don't have to compare themselves to the Avengers movies or to each individual superhero movie. Well, I think I, now might be a good shot for them to be like, okay, try the solo movies, slow down. Marvel already won the first race, the first lap. <laughs> Maybe we could try to win the second lap. Yeah, it's it's inevitable though. And unfortunate for every comic book movie that comes out from now on, that they will be 
fairly or unfairly, depending on your opinion, held up against the Marvel Cinematic Universe, at least the first 10 years of it. And it's it, maybe it's unfair, but maybe it isn't because Marvel knocked it out of the park and Marvel started with zero. Mm-hmm. Zero. Remember, anything pre-Iron Man is kind of subject to certainly criticism at the very least, but it's also subject to whether you like the character, whether you like the casting and everything else. They were never meant, they weren't working together. They weren't working in a cohesive universe. There was how many different universes going on at that point. So, you know, it's just not, it wasn't a cohesive story that was taking place over 10 years. Mm -hmm. It was a bunch of singular stories that were being woven together. I mean, not woven together. Um, But here comes the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and they weave together beautifully, by the way, all of these films. So any attempt to make a combined universe film, superhero or not, look at The Mummy. Look at Tom Cruise's The Mummy was supposed to be the first movie in the universal (laughs) monster uh, universe, and that died on Vine. So... You know, unfortunately, again, whether what whichever your opinion is, fortunately or unfortunately, that's that's the way that they that's what they have to deal with right now. Everybody. Mm-hmm. And I agree with the part of what you said, which was that, you know, they need to have um you know, they need to have uh, you know, like slow down, maybe start, you know, if they followed the Marvel approach, they would probably be a lot more successful. So, you know, I think that might be the way to go. Unfortunately, even if they were going to go back to the beginning and start again, let's say with, I don't know, Batman, their first outing on this Batman doesn't look very good. Mm. In fact, it's really bother- it's really worrisome, really, because they're, again, they're trying to bite off too much. What was a great Batman movie? Look at the why on earth did it don't take the Christian Bale movies as an example? There's one villain in those movies, and even you know, e- even in the ones where you kind of consider that there's two, if you are using Scarecrow as the second one, mm-hmm. take the second movie, it's Joker, but Scarecrow's in the beginning for five seconds. You know, take the third one, it's Bane, but Scarecrow's in it for five. Well, I guess it's Bane and and Talia. But it, again, you don't know she's Talia until the end of the movie, well, um, and but Scarecrow's in it for like five minutes. And the first movie, it's it's Ra's al Ghul, but Scarecrow is also involved. That kind of tertiary support from a secondary villain works, but putting all of these villains in, and they've up how many are they up to now? Catwoman, Riddler, Penguin, who I know I'm missing one or two, uh, but Clayface. I don't know. I haven't heard Clayface. I heard at least those three, though. And no Joker, by the way. So, you know, like, I don't know. It's it's very worrisome. This movie is very worrisome at this point. Indeed. Let's, uh, let's jump over to another franchise that is in the, I guess we can call it the pre-pre-production right now. Sure. Uh, Dungeons and Dragons movie is continuing on according to the director's. Uh, we have just commenced our second draft of the D&D film, according to Jonathan Goldstein, who told The Hollywood Reporter. Uh, we were able to get off to uh, devote our time to that 
thanks to, well, the lockdown, not surprising. Uh, the main issue they're having right now is just uh, site location because kind of hard to travel places <laughs> right now. And getting a flight, uh, if you're not emergency services, uh, is very difficult uh, on top of that. I'm paraphrasing that. Uh, the D&D movie is uh, supposed to be slated for, of course, everything is subject to uh, release date right now, May 27th of next year. No, excuse me, 2022, 2022, excuse me. Um, I wouldn't even want to see it as a movie, to be honest with you. I'd rather see it in a very high-end kind of HBO kind of setting, um, you know, in that style, that's what I'm saying. I just think this work, it works better as a series than it would as a, uh, as a, as a film. Let me, let me that's put the this Witcher out on there. Netflix and then Game of Thrones on HBO. <laughs> let me, yeah, let me put this out Fair there. Enough. There has never been, nor will there ever be, a good Dungeons and Dragons movie ever because it's not, it's not, you know, you know, it's a done a good Dungeons and Dragons movie fellowship of the ring. That's an amazing Dungeons and Dragons movie. Do you know why? Because Dungeons and Dragons is derivative of other things. Lord of the Rings is one of them. And all they did was take base stereotypes from Lord of the Rings to create the character classes, ranger, halfling, uh, fighter, wizard, and so on. There'll never be a good D&D movie because there's no characters to get invested in. There's no like, oh, you know that character from D&D? No. You know why you don't know him? Because there's 800 billion characters in D&D. And even as we're recording this show right now, another 150 million are probably being created, you know, or have been in the last two months because of the pandemic. So the, the, the point is, is that unless they adapt a property or a novel, there's never going to be a good D&D movie ever. You don't think it can work? You know, as a do show they want to adapt a Dragonlance books? Well, that's different. That's not a and d movie. That's a Dragonlance movie. You know, and so on and so on. Do you think, but then you both, both of you think that it can't work as a TV show if that's the case? In or what, some kind of series? To, to what end? If they're adapting something, yes. Are they just going to make a generic fantasy show and call it D&D? I guess they could. Could they use all of the terminology and everything else like in D&D? Like, hey, use your magic missile, magic user. Like, I mean, <laughs> they could do that. They could do that, but at the end of the day, it's just a generic. It's it's just a generic fantasy series. Do you agree on that sandwich? The great part about D and D is like you can run the same story, but run it through a million different ways and a million different with a million different characters. I, I feel like you can't translate that into a movie or a book, or a movie or a show like well. Like the only thing I could see is like maybe you take like a, a campaign book. And try to make that a story, I guess. But like, I don't. That's what like I mean. There's nothing. It's like, like Kevin said. There's no like standout characters. Like, uh, fucking, for example, Legolas, the fucking elf ranger, or whatever. Like, that's not a character in D and D. It's like everyone knows Legolas. I mean, it's like a loose name. But like, if you want a D and D movie, 
or a D&D TV show. There's Game of Thrones. There is The Witcher. There's Lord of the Rings. There's yeah. How many different knight fights a dragon, fights a wizard, yeah. with Eberron. an elf? Eberron, uh, dragon, the last dragon. No, not the last dragon. The other one. I don't remember. The one with Sean Connery was the dragon. You know, like there, oh, yeah. there's plenty of fantasy movies out there. And there's also a bunch of D&D movies out there as well. And the one universal fact about all of those Dungeons and Dragons movies is that they all suck. And the reason they all suck is because they don't, they're not really, they're not really doing, it's just like, it's basically they've written a generic fantasy story and they've adapted it with D&D terminology, possibly D&D locations, and that's it. So I, mean, I don't know I, what you're doing over there that's making that sound. Are you fiddling with something? Me? One of you? One no, of you is fiddling. It's, I am it's, definitely no, it's, not. It is definitely It's you, Monty. Not it's definitely me. you. Wow. Um, what a change of pace. <laughs> I will say I would be happy if there was another uh, animated series of the of the franchise, but that, uh, that's so that's, I mean that's, that, if you're interested. Now, now let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about that animated series for a minute. Because right. one, I am a humongous fan of the animated series, not because it's part of uh, of my childhood per se, or part of my interest in D and D. No, I mean that's true, but that's not why I want to uh, uh, bring it up in this conversation. Okay. Because that's exactly what I'm talking about. What they did in that cartoon was, first of all, you know, they're not those characters. They're just a bunch of kids from you know from our world with who are blasted into the dungeons and dragons generic world and you know have these series of adventures they have these powers and these weapons and all things that are part of D characters so all of those characters are just one it's just like they created hank they said hanks what are you doing nick I'm not doing anything I, something's up with your mic, dude. Because you're picking up every... That clicking sounds like it's about to come through my soul. <laughs> okay. Is your mic like not... Is it set no. to like universal or... No, on the mic. Is it set There's, to like well, pick up everything in this room? No, these are the usual settings I, I go with, so... God ears. <laughs> All right, wow. I'm just gonna... How about Holy this? God. I'm just not gonna touch anything. Continue. Good. Um, Thank you, that's, Monty. That's exactly the point, Is is... That was an interesting take on D&D because those are kids playing D&D who are blasted into a D&D world. They're slotted into the sort of major character classes and so on and so forth. That's exactly what a D&D movie would be. You know, it would be exactly that. Mm -hmm. and, and unfortunately, it works as a cartoon. I just don't think it works in live action. I just mm. I, and I think there's enough out there to choose from. My, I, my opinion. I would agree with you uh, there. It's kind of uh, we mentioned uh, Lord of the Rings uh, for a second there. Did either of you guys see the uh, the cast unite for uh, United Apart by any chance? No, I haven't watched it yet. I totally blanked on watching it. Okay, you just reminded me. I'll probably watch it right Sandwich, after. Sandwich, did you watch it yet? I did not. Did I also did not know that happened. Okay, until. Right now. <laughs> okay, well, well, let's save that for next week. Go on uh, YouTube, search Josh Gad, mm -hmm. go to uh -huh. his channel, and you can see he's done three of them now. He's done The Goonies, he's done Back to the Future, and he's done Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Um, I will say, since our last episode, I got to watch, uh, I watched the first episode of uh, Apple's C, which... Ooh. Eh. Is that the Jason Momoa? 
yeah. As, as okay. I'm like, okay, it wasn't it was wasn't terrible, but I'm like, this feels like it would work better as um, a book uh, than oh, okay. it would a uh, um, a show. You know, I think the first time we saw a trailer for this, I, I, I think I stated, and I'll restate now what my problem is. Mm-hmm. They're all blind, right? Yes, they are. So why are they ornate? Why uh... are they ornate? Well, listen. Why do they have, like, jewelry and, again, like, again, costumes and adornments? Again, it's you got to leave a little bit of your disbelief at the door because... That's that's it leaving all is. my disbelief. That that you can't leave that disbelief at the door. It's you a, it's a, disto- it's a dystopian future, but you're gonna you're gonna hold on to that one little thing. Um, yeah, I also watched I need some of my disbelief. I also watched the uh, um, from the creators of Bob's Burger. I think it was called Central Park on Apple TV. Um, if you like Bob's Burgers, you're gonna like this. I mean, it, three episodes and it's it's good for what it is. Um, uh, that's really all I can really say. Uh, and I've also started season two of Miracle Workers. Uh, I highly praised the show, the first season when it came out um, last year. Um, you can't compare season one to season two. Something is like, I don't know. It, it's a very bizarre out there storyline um, where all of a sudden now, first Steve Buscemi was God and now they're in medieval time, uh, a dark ages rather, and he's uh, the shit shoveler. So I don't know exactly what's going on. Um, other than season one is really worth a watch. Season two is entertaining right now so far. And, uh, mm-hmm. I'm forgetting the name of the author who wrote the book, uh, Miracle Workers. Um, his stuff is absolutely hysterical. So just something to, uh, put on your radar. If you're looking for something to read or something to watch. Hey, um, Will has a good line. What's that? Will says you lose one sense and your other senses get stronger. Lose your sense of sight, gain a sense of style. That's poetic. Mm- it wow. is. It's hysterical, but it's totally. I mean, it, it's just Will making the same point as I'm making, which is, it doesn't make any sense that these people have any style or any flair well, or any adornments of any kind. Kev, how do you want them to look then? <laughs> you want them to wear like if grays and okay, okay, sandwich. Let's talk about that. If you're gonna do a show about people who can't see anything, and it's been one presumes at least a few generations of not being able to see anything, then what do you think they'd look like? Just wear whatever shit they find. (laughs) Exactly. And would they have, like, jewelry and adornments? Would they have any visual elements that were important to them? I I don't know. Uh, Listen. We live in a nerd world where, like I said, we've had to suspend disbelief. I understand you're drawing the line at adornments and jewelry. I understand that. I think you're being a little harsh. I'm I'm drawing the line at I'm drawing the line at if you can't see, you can't have a culture that's based with adornment. Yeah, and Will says, don't forget the face painting. Yeah, exactly, because. Who would know? But again, doesn't matter because I'm probably not going to watch episode two. So there's I, that. Yeah, I'm. 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 I. I don't even think even <laughs> but, after the trailer, I think I'm. I'm soured on the whole idea but just based on that. It, it felt like it would have been better if the if Apple had somebody write it up as a book and they released it on, as a for their for. Uh, yeah, I would. I would app. probably. That might be that might be interesting. Yeah, it definitely would. Uh, moving along. If I, they were yes. deaf, here, wait, hold on, hold okay, on, okay. sandwich. Sandwich, if they were deaf people, yeah, right. If the whole, if they were all deaf and couldn't hear anything, 
would they have music? Uh, would they have? I, I guess. If they I, were I a wouldn't... tribe of deaf people that never heard generations born deaf after deaf after deaf, right? And yes. their and you and part of their culture was their love of music. Would that make sense? <laughs> I guess not, but. That's what I'm talking about. That's not well. Aren't you suspending your disbelief just because they can't hear doesn't mean that they shouldn't enjoy music? Oh wait, that's not suspending your disbelief. That's just complete all the way to the left of making sense at all. That's where I'm at. All right. Anyways, moving forward. Uh, Cobra Kai is looking for a new home uh, after uh, for their season three premiere. Uh, after two years on uh, being on YouTube, uh, YouTube is looking for uh, to move away from scripted programming, according to yes. Deadline. YouTube um, has co-produced the series with Sony Pictures TV. Uh, but and after three, but for the uh, for three seasons, but sources report that the service looks to move more towards unscripted programming uh, instead of something along the lines of Cobra Kai. Um, and everybody wants it. Everybody's after it. Hulu wants it. Netflix wants it. I heard HBO Max wants it. I heard uh, Amazon wants it. Everybody wants this show. So they shouldn't have a problem uh, of where the third season lands. I just hope that whoever gets it gets the previous seasons as well. Because I didn't finish season two. Um, and I would like to. Plus, I also heard that... Um, uh, Elizabeth Shue is going to appear in the third season, which I think is – that's a rumor. I don't know if it's true, but that she's going to appear in the third season, and that's the actress who played Danny's girlfriend in the first movie, the the blonde girl. She was also in Back to the Future 2 and 3. Mm-hmm. She replaced the original Jennifer. girl from Back to the Future 1. Um, and she's been in a number of other things as well. Oh, she was just in uh, – what you call it? What was the show on Prime? Um, the Boys. Was she in The Boys? Was yeah, she, the boys? she was. Uh, what's her name? The one who had the weird relationship with. Um, you know, she was breastfeeding. What's his name? No spoilers. <laughs> uh, the season's been out long I, enough. It's not a spoiler. The yeah, blonde. I, She's the head of the corporation. Oh, the, the, oh like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I don't know the show, it. but I know who you're talking about. You didn't watch The Boys. I just haven't had time to watch it. We talked about that. Yeah. Did we? That's that's a that's a well documented uh thing of mine. <laughs> um but yeah, we'll see. I obviously I hope we get it goes somewhere, it goes somewhere soon because so many people did like it. And again, the like the one franchise where I can't really remember anyone poo-pooing it for any reason. Uh I think the only issue I heard from people was the fact that um it was on YouTube. Like the the paid subscription service, not anywhere that's else. It. I think that YouTube was YouTube Red, whatever the hell it's called. Whatever the hell it is. Uh, that was YouTube it. TV. Yeah, they've rebranded themselves like a few times over the years. So yeah, um, I don't know what the hell it is now. But either way, um, yeah, hopefully that comes back soon and it's accessible. That'd be kind of nice. Uh, moving yeah. along. Um, so we already kind of talked about the 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 Invisible Man really quickly after kind of trying to hope to relaunch the uh, Universal Studios Monster Universe. Uh, and it looks like they're moving along with the Wolfman, according to Variety. Um, it's being developed uh, as with Ryan Gosling as the head character for the iconic creature. Um, 
listen, I'm just going to be honest. I, I don't know what to think. I, I, I'm sure Ryan Gosling can do a good job of this. If they make The Wolfman, which it needs a damn good movie at this point. It's been since the 70s since there's been a good Wolfman that I can think of. Like a legit, like mainstream one. Um, you didn't like the Benicio Del Toro? Okay. Since I like that, that one. Yeah, I kind of forgot about that one. Okay, fine. Um, but if they do another movie like The Invisible Man with The Wolfman, I will be thrilled. I will be very, very happy if that's the case. They made The Invisible Man very low budget um, compared to The Mummy. Tom Cruise tried that movie, but my God, that was just a clusterfuck. The Mummy, you mean? The The Mummy movie was a clusterfuck. Yeah. Um, I am fine just, like, just let that be their mulligan. And if they're able, going back to that, uh, if they're able to kind of just pick up the momentum with the Wolfman in the same sense, um, I'm all for it. I am all about it. Um, and yeah, I, I mean, watch. I mean, there's so many good Wolfman movies out there um, where it'd be kind of nice kind of seeing the creature go mainstream once more. Um, and I feel like it, uh, Invisible Man was a kind of like a, 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 a silent hit that no one really talked about. Granted, it, it, it made out in theaters like just in time where it had a pretty good run, and right when the whole quarantine quarantine thing happened, um, people were home, and then it came out on uh, on you know digital services and Blu-rays and all that jazz. So that worked out quite nicely. It felt a lot, uh, at least from the trailer. I didn't see the movie. It felt a lot more like Hollow Man than it felt like The Invisible Man. Um, hmm, that's that's a good assessment, but. Um, they had a nice, fresh take on the character, which was very nice. Um, and it made it a good thriller, like a psychological thriller with the horror right. aspect. It just had the right. right balance of everything. It never felt like it dragged on. And um, uh, other people who are horror fans, like I saw my father, like he even admitted that I liked it a little bit more than he did. But he still thought it was a good movie. Uh, it's this is the right direction where they can kind of kick things off and try not to make it so hand-handed like they tried with, um, with the mummy. Because again, they tried to force everything with Doctor Jekyll's uh, office. If you remember, they had right. all the, the the sources and they actually had him transform off the bat, and uh, and which was a shame because I'll be honest, I, I didn't. I know Tom Cruise tried, uh, and I really did like the look of the mummy in, in that movie. I thought everything worked out fantastic. I was that was a nice fresh look. Um, I was okay with they changed the gender. I don't give a shit. Uh, and the storyline just made sense until, well, with the character anyways. And then the rest of the movie just fell apart for obvious reasons. You can watch about a bajillion right. reviews on YouTube about that. So hopefully they're picking up the pace with uh, Wolfman and uh, they continue because I could talk about I, obviously the horror stuff for a bit. Yes, Sandwich. I'm kind of iffy about Ryan Gosling as the Wolfman. Why Maybe just me as me. I don't know. I have a, this might sound weird. I like Ryan Gosling, you know, as an actor, he's an all right actor. And I like the Wolfman. I just don't know if it's something that I think he can pull off. Not that he's not a talented actor. I don't know. I just, I, 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 I'm apprehensive as him being the Wolfman. I feel like he's, it's not weird. He's like too pretty, if that makes sense. Like, I, hey, I got two words for you. Heath huh? Ledger. I knew you were going to go that way. I knew it. In regards to what? Because that is my go to every time somebody says, I don't know about this actor in this part. I remember feeling that way when they said that they had cast Heath Ledger as the Joker in the dark Knight, uh -huh. And 
uh, and as as people know who follow this show, I am friendly with the producer of all the Batman movies. And I said to that producer who knew I was a huge Joker fan, and the moment I saw him after that casting announcement, he I was he could see I was coming right for him, and he <laughs> said, "You just have to trust me." And I said, "Okay, I'll trust you, but I got to tell you." He goes, "Just trust me." I'm like, "All right." And it turns out Heath Ledger was a brilliant Joker, so. Don't cast a man short just because you can't see it. Because sometimes once you see it, then you can't see anyone else doing it. I know. I know. I understand that. It's just, I don't know. I, I'll have, I, I hold my apprehensions for now until I see something, maybe like a trailer or some pictures. Right. My, my thoughts might change from them. For right now, I'm very hesitant on the Ryan Gosling Wolfman, but. Hey, I, I hope he's good. Yeah, uh, I like Wolfman. I just we'll want there. See. I just want there to be one uh, a transformation in in light, and obviously I throw back to Lon Chaney Jr. That's that's the only thing I'm really hoping for. I'll be good. You know, those are the only two things I'm asking for. Uh, I, with some pra- nice practical effects. Yeah, we've talked about I guess like monster movies before, and I'll, I always will now relate every monster movie to King Kong because that's the only monster movie that had a fight in the daylight. Like they always have monsters oh, the fight recent, like the oh, night, Kong, you talk and about you can barely. Yeah, Skull Island. Okay. And you can barely see anything. Mm-hmm. That kind of pisses me off. Watch uh, the- Sandwich. When you get a chance, watch this. This is your homework assignment for this week. Okay. Besides this game. Sure. Watch um, American Werewolf Escape in London. from New York. Watch. Yes. For the love of God, man. Watch right. American Werewolf in London. Okay. Watch the transformation scene. Watch the documentary and how they did that. And then, uh, I, which I believe they won an award on. So uh, there you go. That's your homework assignment for, for this week. Um, you know, but there's a fine line to be drawn there, though, Nick. What's between that? a werewolf and the wolf man. No, oh, absolutely. Because... I totally agree with you. But I'm just, that's one of those, one of the, if I, to a degree, it is a, a forgotten scene that doesn't get enough credit for how great it was pulled off. In the oh daylight. no! I'm with you. Practical effects. Uh, I don't remember the the year it happened. I mean, it was a long, long time ago. Eighty, eighty one. Okay, I was gonna get seventy eight. So okay, um, which uh, um, the practical effects they still can't be beat. I mean, those practical effects when done the right way in that circumstance. Was, that was Rick was, Baker, I think. I want to say you're right on that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and it was just like I said, just absolutely marvelous. And and he he needs a homework assignment for the week. You know, besides. Escape from New York uh, and everything else. There's so many homework assignments. You know, one thing we, we should talk about, not on the prep sheet, but just something we should just kind of mention. Um, John Krasinski sold his, uh, his YouTube channel, Some Good News, which was doing gangbusters in terms of views during the, uh, during the uh, pandemic. I think he was just doing one episode a week during the pandemic once he kind of got it going. Uh, he sold it. Uh, to I want to say it was CBS CBS Viacom it doesn't really matter but he says he just doesn't have time with his upcoming schedule to be able to continue the heavy lifting of some good news and I took that as a oh dear God please just tell me this is a Fantastic Four you're just too busy sort of thing uh, in God, your life in, in order I'm that that was really my first reaction because in I don't remember which episode it was uh, when someone says. Uh, they they drew him as a comic book character, doing uh, doing his show. He goes, and that's the first time anyone's ever associated associated me with a comic book character. 
and he he had a like the office look where he just kind of looked into the camera with a little bit of a stare for way too long before switching shots. Right. And I'm pr- well, that could be a nod to the fact Absolutely. That, that there's so much talk about him Absolutely. playing Mr. Fantastic. But again, I hope it's true. I hope it's true. I doubt it, but with I hope it's true. All the things going on with being quarantined, with all the stuff that's going on right now, being able to have being able to have hold on to that little bit of uh good news, uh no pun intended there, would just be just marvelous. So And his wife. And his wife. Yes. Like I said, <clears throat> they just got. They already have two, two of the four ready to go for the family. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, I think they would. Be, I think they would be great. I just. I, I hope that's what happens. I just don't. I just don't know if it's going to. I hope it does, but I just don't know. I hope it does too. But we will see. Um, boys, let's uh, let's take a break, Big Kev. All right, uh, Mr. Mayhem and the sandwich. We will take our first and only break. On this episode of Geek Stuff TNG, episode 591, mm-hmm. the one we're calling, what do we call it? Moving forward. Oh, right. Forward. Forward. Build your own X-Wing. Luke Skywalker's legendary Red 5 Starfighter from the Star Wars saga. The X-Wing is recreated in stunning detail in a massive 1 to 18 scale and comes complete with remote-activated working lights, R2-D2 motorized wings, removable hyperdrive opening cockpit, and a magazine full of fascinating facts, plus an amazing step-by-step assembly guide. You will also receive a free binder, power pack, and bookends model space. Hey, this is David Naughton from An American Werewolf in London, and you're listening to Big Kev's Geek Stuff. Live from Studio M, Big Kev Huna Studios, and the Sandwich Shop, it's Geek Stuff TNG. You just heard a lovely little commercial from my friends over at Build X-Wing. Build X-Wing, home to the one and only 118 scale X-Wing on the market which is great for your three and three quarter figures. It's a great piece for collector guys and diorama guys and people who just like things in scale. It's fully detailed and fully realized. It comes in many fabulous features like places for the bombs to go. The ship has working lights. R2-D2 goes boop, bop, and beep, of course. And the X-Foils open into attack position. We here at Geese of TNG always highlight the Deluxe Edition. It comes with many fabulous features like working landing lights static figures, little people movers, and a static Luke Skywalker for the cockpit. You just get a many fabulous little magazine guides. It comes with interesting source material and background stuff, and a nice little binder where you can bind those magazines together and display it on your shelf or anywhere else in your lovely abode. Time to hop into my uh, my little bit, stolen from Big Kev himself, where post-epidemic, I'm not going to say the name of the virus so I don't fuck it up, uh, <laughs> <laughs> post-epidemic, you're going to go somewhere with your friends, maybe a convention, maybe somewhere out in the world, and you're going to see a beautiful X-Wing displayed, and you're going to say, holy shit, that's a beautiful, beautiful piece. You know, you've been collecting Star Wars for a long time. You've been looking for that X-Wing that really fits your characters. Nothing really felt just right in your man cave. And you're going to walk over to this guy and say, hey, bud, how much does that X-Wing go for? He's going to throw a number at you. And you're going to say, well, that's a lot. I don't, I can't get that right now. You know, coronavirus kicked your butt. You know, things got rough. What this does is it gives you a, an affordable way to get that X-Wing of your dreams in your home right now 
well, you know, it's monthly. You're going to build it. You're going to say, wow, this looks great now. It's going to look even better when it's done. You're going to appreciate the money you saved, the time you spent building it, and then the beauty it is once it's all set up. Don't miss out, folks. If you want to reach them on the telephone, they're at 877-544-6779, or you can reach them at buildxwing.com. Huzzah. Thanks for that sandwich. That's great. And Big Kev, there's something that you'd like to spotlight today as well, too, huh? Yes. We want to point your attention, of course, to the American Heroes Kickstarter. Um, now, this is the uh, the same people that brought us the Space Force Kickstarter, not to be confused with the TV show, which apparently was a huge bomb on Netflix. Uh, but uh, these would be the, the action figures of... Uh, uh, our president and the former president, spacesuits, bubble helmets, the whole thing. Well, those guys have got a brand new Kickstarter out now called American Heroes. And it's basically sort of action figures of the presidents, but not just the presidents. Some other characters in American history as well, like Mark Twain and the Colonel, <laughs> who I still think is the most brilliant figure ever. The best one. Um, yeah, I want that one. I mean, yeah, well, I want them honestly. all, but I want that one. Um, what's great about this, though, um, it works on so many levels. It works on the level of you want to, you know, you have a favorite president, you want to have a little kitschy thing on your desk, you know, about JFK or whomever. This is an opportunity for you to do that. But more importantly, this is a bunch of uh, suited three and three quarter, one eighteenth scale figures so for customizers i mean the possibilities are endless not to mention the fact that there will be a bevy of uh brand new sculpted heads uh all different types and again i just think for the customization aspect of these uh if you're any kind of toy guy three and three quarter guy customizer etc i think it's something that you definitely Owe yourself uh, to go and have a look at the Kickstarter. It's American Heroes. Go to Kickstarter and search American Heroes, and you'll see them. Um, I don't know whether do you have it open, Monty? I don't know where they're at just uh, now. Stand by, American. It is. It's a. Nope. You go, you. As I'm waiting for it to load. It's at $21,471 right now with 32 days to go. And actually, just see, it's all crept up just a smidge. So it's moving. Yeah, so it's moving. So still a month to go. They're about a third of the way there, which is great. And, uh, and you can still be a part of it. Get on the, on the ground level, if you will. Um, yeah, so there you go. Fantastic. Check that out. Fantastic. Yeah. Another product that, uh, uh, not a spot whatsoever, uh, that I just want to uh, highlight real quick, because I sent this to two uh, friends of mine who are big fans, and they uh, they, they placed a pre-order. Uh, the Goonies uh, is getting the 4K treatment for the 35th anniversary of the Warner Brothers film uh, for uh, what looks like to be an Amazon only uh, pre-order right now, an exclusive for that matter. For forty nine ninety nine, uh, you'll be able to get a uh, Blu-ray gift set, which includes reproduction of One-Eyed Willie's treasure map, buttons, an embroidered patch, and a special edition treasure chest gift box. That's not easy to read. Uh, the release date uh, is originally set for September first, but that may change just with 
you know, everything going on uh, in the world. And you'll be able to get the, um, if, if the box set is just way too much, you're able to get just the standalone uh, standard edition uh, for $24.99 at Best Buy if you wanted to do that. So there's that. Um, I mean, like I said, I had two friends who I know who uh, are just ginormous fans of this, uh, this film. And they, they said they already did a pre-order. Um, so, so I, I think this is one of those things where really it's the, the, the treasure chest so, gift box that makes it worth it. Yes. Nah, I just have a uh, thoughts. Um, I feel like we're at a weird point in, uh, not history, just generally right now mm-hmm. where I feel like everyone's trying to do like the nostalgia button and it's like, Oh look, 4k Goonies. Look at all these wonderful Goonies in 4k. Like, do we need these movies in 4K? I feel like they're putting out a lot of like well, 80s Sanders, and 90s. Let's movies let's in the, let's in, look at in this in this format where um uh if it's movies or if you want to talk about the Beatles, let's talk about their their music albums. How many different formats have their the has the same music been on throughout the years? A lot. Yeah, which five. means it gives them gives which is a lot when you're when you're able to when someone's trying to rebuild a brand new collection from scratch, uh, for the the latest and bestest format, uh, and, and they're going to continue to do so, uh, in the circumstance here, um, so yeah, if they're able to just uh repackage it, put a, a I don't want to call it lipstick on a pig right here, but if they're able to roll it out in a new new look and make it look all fresh and shiny and be able to jazz it up in some capacity. Yeah, I mean, power to them. I mean, that that's what it's, it's I, another opportunity for for them to sell something. I think the better question is, how are we still doing physical media, dude? I gotta be honest with you. I I've been buying. Uh, I I buy more of the independent stuff, but I'm still buying physical media. Oh, I I do too. I mean, there's there's stuff that I definitely want to have as physical media. I just think that. You know, there has been a really big shift away from physical media mm-hmm. uh, because most of the services and most of the equipment now is able to broadcast or transmit, if you will, in 4K. So people don't have to go out and buy 4K mm-hmm. in order to have 4K. It's the same thing with 3D. You know, yeah, 3D was around for a hot minute uh, and became popular. I mean, you had to buy that, but I mean, still, like that was that was a thing for a little bit. And when 5K comes. You'll see an edition of Goonies that comes out in 5K. So it's, yeah. you know, I don't think it's a question of um, do we need it in 4K? The answer is clearly no. We don't need it in 4K. There are just a lot of people who want it in 4K. Yeah. You know, I haven't I, made I, that shift. I haven't yeah. gone to 4K. I'm perfectly happy with the quality of Blu ray and um, digital 4K is, is fine. But honestly, for me, Blu ray and 4K, I don't see that huge of a difference. I mean, I've done tests, and my TV is less than a year old, or it's about a year. Uh, this is about a year old, and I can hardly tell the difference. So I, I don't really feel like I'm missing out on anything. I could see the difference when I went from regular DVDs to Blu-ray DVDs. I For saw sure. that, For and sure. I was like, "Yeah, I definitely want to." I there's some movie like Star Wars. I definitely want to up the ante on how I'm able to see those movies so yes i will upgrade some of those movies Mm -hmm. to blu-ray and likewise if i saw a significant difference between if i saw a significant difference between blu-ray and 4k i might want to upgrade some of the movies in my collection to 4k 
I just haven't seen. Maybe it's my eyes. Maybe I've just reached to the point where I'm like, it's good enough. Uh, you know, like, I don't know. But I, I have not seen anything that's driving me into 4K. So, no, to answer your question, Sandwich, no, I don't think we need it. I just think some people want it. So. You know, I think it is. I mean, it's not as much the 4K thing. It's the, like, collector's box sets, that I feel like, for every... Well, that's like, been going on it, forever. Yeah, I know. I just feel like there's such a... Uh, I'm going to use my words carefully here. That is an interesting way to spend people's money, in my humble opinion. That's me, yeah. though. Yeah. I'm with you, because some of them are ridiculous. You know, like, I own the Harry Potter... You know that huge Wizards box set like that the, came out the one that has like three hundred dis discs in it or something. Yeah, I love. I think I thought it was a great gift set. It had all the movies, all the formats, all the little doodads and booklets and all the little things. Yeah, that's fine. I'm not that huge a fan. I just think they did a great job on it, and I wanted those movies. And at that time, that was the best thing that was available, so I got it. Yeah, you uh, know, that, uh, I think that's just. I just think that's how that goes. You know, if you look on, I don't know if it's still on sale or not. Just to give you another example, though, sandwich. I have the Middle Earth. I have the director's cuts of the Lord of the Rings movies, right? Yes. I do not own a physical copy of the director's cuts of the Hobbit movies because I don't know. There was something weird about the way those were, were released. I don't remember exactly what the story is. I just know I don't have them physic a physical copy. However, I think if you look on Amazon under Middle Earth or Lord of the Rings or something, you'll see maybe it's probably three years ago now. They put out a collector's edition set with all six of those movies, all the director's cuts in fancy binding, and it even came with a little shelf that you put them on the shelf. The problem is it was grossly overpriced, and all the stuff that Peter Jackson had promised would be included wasn't, and it was essentially the same material that they had already released, just in a new format with new packaging and a shelf to put them on. Um, and, and I didn't dive in for that one. However, you know, I'm a huge Lord of the Rings fan. So I, I don't think we need any of it. I just think when it comes to a point where you see something that, you know, it's, it's a movie that you really like, or, you know, like it's your favorite movie and they're doing a special edition and, you know, you want to get involved in that. That's, that's why I think they do it. I, I will also add it just like as a, a, one more caveat, uh, to, Getting the actual uh, the discs in this case, where like I said before, yes, it, it helps out a lot getting the independent stuff and wanting to kind of support some of those uh, creators that you might be a huge fan of. If you're buying um, specifically for TV shows, uh, or if you're if like for me, I wanted to watch the show Scrubs, which I'm a big fan of. Uh, they don't have the same edits. They don't have the same music because those were uh, uh, that was a show that came out before streaming was a thing. So they would have to relicense a lot of those uh, songs and they would have to kind of re-edit around a lot of things. And so for, for someone like me, who's a big fan of that show, I noticed that difference. So again, it, it depends on what it is that you want to upgrade, what it is you want to collect, uh, and you know, besides the, the, the room and the, the financial stability. But um, for me, I don't need to have Back to the Future as much as I love uh, those movies. I don't need to have a huge, crazy, fancy box set for it like i'm good with that on the sh uh for digital but maybe for the show it's kind of makes sense to have some of those discs because there's literally a watered down version that i would only i would only be able to access otherwise so there's i'm excited that. for in 25 years where we get the uh mcu 
uh, universe box set where they gave you an actual Iron Man suit along with the DVDs. <laughs> and then you just plug it into your head. Yeah. <laughs> you just fly around in your Iron Man suit watching fucking Iron Man 3. Yeah. And, and just like a current like USB cord, it takes you like a few times before you can actually plug it in properly. Because uh, yeah. you try yeah, to plug it in the exactly. wrong way. Uh, Future. Exactly. Uh, boys, we're running up against the clock uh, for today. Uh, oh my yeah but you can catch us each and every week over at geekstufftng.com which will be having some very fancy upgrades soon i'm just saying just saying not not like larry to reggie kind of upgrades but you know we can only hope uh you can find us on going from like dial up to like it's it's... (laughs) really actually half decent internet (laughs) i think we would be going slightly past reggie but yeah i would that's a that's a pretty good analogy. Yeah, uh, you can catch us on the, the social media platforms as Geek Stuff TNG over at the Instagram, over at the Facebook, and over at the Twitters. Uh, you can find me online as Monty's Mayhem, M O N T E S M A Y H E M. You can find me on Twitter. You can find me on Facebook. Find me on Instagram, Snapchat, and Sandwich the YouTube, where I know you've been watching Ooh. my videos lately, right? Yes. Which Which one's been your favorite one? So far? Yeah. Of the uh, new stuff. Of the very new the stuff. stuff. Of the new oh, stuff. Oh, the very new stuff? Yeah. Oh, the only one I remember offhand right now, because I've watched some them so many times, they're all just one blur of excellence. <laughs> um, I really like the one where you were talking about like reading recommendations for the epidemic. But once again, all of them are excellent. I've just watched them so much that it's hard for me to really pick them apart because it was just like, wow, this is such excellent content that, hey, you know, yeah. You got something on your nose. <laughs> Big Kev, your social media information. Uh, you can find me on the Xbox network uh, pretty well daily at this point. Um, playing uh, Red Dead for usually 10 or so minutes until I do my dailies. And then switching over to GTA, where myself and Mumbles and Cousin Dave, once he's back. And maybe even the sandwich. Ooh. I don't know. Uh, and Uncle Eric and other uh, fantastic characters are, are on doing wacky and crazy things, which uh, I think we're going to bring to a larger audience in very short order. And um, that's B, that's Big Kev GS. Sorry, I should have said that. And uh, everywhere else is BK Geek Stuff. Fantastic sandwich. You can find me on Instagram and Xbox. Uh, I'll talk about Xbox in a minute at Fat Dumbledore. F-A-T-D-L-M-B-L-E-D-O-R-E. And I think my issue with just gaming in general is I've just felt, like, not burned out, but, like, I get home and I want to rest. And it's it's going to sound really first-world problem-y, but it's like I don't have the desire to turn on my Xbox and play. And my, Everyone's yelling at me, not just Kev. Uh, again, not, but you're, you're an essential sandwich, so I mean, I well, understand Well, I, I mean, I'm, I don't know. Are you we'll telling see. those people that you're going to go on and play that night and then you never show up? Do you do, you do that to those people? I don't too, even answer or? them. Oh. oh. Cause, cause you get you an answer sometimes. No. Just saying. Very, very nice. And with that, Big Kev. With that, Mr. Mayhem and the sandwich, we will bring... This episode of Geek Stuff TNG to a close, episode 591, the one we called Forward to an End, the way we end some episodes by saying, Good night, OG. Wherever you are. And on that note, we cue the music. <laughs> <laughs>